Several Lions players, including one commander, is facing league discipline while we are just under a week away now from the 2023 NFL Draft. Don't mind Doug over there. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. I'm Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros and Justin Tucker. As always, guys, we have another great show planned for you tonight. So, of course, as I mentioned, we're going to talk a little bit more in depth of the NFL with a series of suspensions they just offered out for the league's uh, violating the league's gambling uh, policy. Pardon my French. Um, And on top of that, we're going to go into more draft coverage and talk about some of the most underrated draft prospects as we head um, closer to the draft. And we'll go even more in depth um, this Wednesday when we give our second annual um, NFL mock draft for the entire 2023 draft. Well, the first round. We're not do. We're not doing. The, you can, you guys can do the second and third and fourth, fifth rounds on your own time. But we'll give you the main event, the first round soon. Uh, but in the meantime, let's get into this coverage with the NFL. So they suspended several key players. Well, some of them key. So among those players, they uh, the names were wide receiver Stanley Berryhill, uh, uh, wide receiver Quintez Cephas. Uh, safety CJ Moore, and then on this this guy's on the Commanders defensive end Shaka Tony. Tell me if tell me if I got that one right. Yeah, Shaka nope. Tony, that's right. Okay, the most notable name here, wide receiver, first round pick, Jamison Williams, for the Detroit Lions. So the issue here is that he was a first-round pick, obviously. He was coming back from an ACL tear. I was pretty excited for... I was pretty excited for this guy's comeback season. Potential breakout. He was a guy who I probably would have taken in, in one of the late fantasy draft rounds. Um, but he's going to be off the board. We can talk a little bit more about what the Lions do without Jamison Williams and kind of those two those two sides in particular. But I just wanted to talk about... Uh, the gambling policy in general. What are you guys' thoughts on that? These players getting, um, these players getting disciplined. CJ, go first. <sighs> I guess I, I need to know what they're gambling on. Do we know? What are they? What are they betting on? I have no idea. It was just online betting. It was just See, regular here's... betting, I guess. This is something that I an issue that I think transcends the NFL. Because I'm not a baseball guy, but I do believe that Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. And I believe that this whole gambling thing is just ridiculous. Truly, it is. And, well, I just – look, if you're not betting on games, because, look, I understand why you wouldn't – well, the NFL wouldn't want their guys to bet on games. But it's the off season. Just where you care, you know? I mean, am I nuts here? Uh, I, I, I kind of agree with the with the gambling policy, and I think they should be a little a little on the stricter side on it. Just because yeah. if you allow even an inch uh, in gambling, then it could compromise the game. Because yeah. 
Then you get a potential Blackhawks, uh, Black, uh, Black Sox scandal in the MLB where they were given money to throw the World Series. Mm-hmm. That was a pro. That was a huge problem. Now it was it happened in 1919, so no one talks about it. But that's something that could potentially happen, which is also partially why Pete Rose was hit so hard um, once he was caught gambling because there are situations like that. Um, now there are there are situations where you know the player was kind of innocent and it was just it was just harmless gambling um, and it didn't affect the game. But once you even give an inch, then it could compromise the entire league. So I do kind of agree with it. Now, there's a lot of arguments. Well, uh, Deshaun Watson's still in the league. Why is he allowed to play? And that's two two things are true in one at once. This guy should Deshaun Watson. If there is something going on, if they the league believes it, he should absolutely be out of the league. But that doesn't mean the other thing is untrue, right? Like Calvin Ridley was betting. He gets suspended. You get disciplined for that. You don't give an inch there. I just I, I kind of agree with it. I I happen to agree with with the gambling issue because it could compromise the it could compromise the game that we know and love. Yeah, I kind of agree. You kind of need to have the gambling thing because if people start betting on games and they significantly can influence the game, then yeah, you kind of have to like draw a firm line in the stand on like where the league stands on like gambling. Some things are okay, but they can't allow other things and so as long as the league continues this way i have no problem with it i think this was an unfortunate situation for jameson williams to be caught up in it but at the same time you have to be aware of what you can and can't get away with in the nfl specifically if millions are on the line it it is what it is you're you're too smart to allow something like this to happen so hopefully they these guys will learn from it and move on from this in a better direction and thankfully they They all didn't get a whole year like uh, Calvin Ridley. So, yeah, there is one thing I want to touch on. I I don't think that – I mean, I think while I'm really uh, kind of like pro-gambling, I would argue that you shouldn't be allowed to bet on games you're playing and you shouldn't be allowed to bet on other NFL games or anything NFL-related that you might have like insider knowledge on. But I believe once it's out of the realm of the NFL, go ham, I literally don't care. I mean, if it creeps back to the NFL, that's one thing. But if it's related to the NFL, no, I'm sorry. You lay down the law. I don't know. Like other people in different like organizations like the NBA, they could ask them to like throw games if they're betting on it. Well, see, here's the thing. That's not an NFL problem, and that's an NBA problem. And the NBA can handle it their way. Yes, but what if what if there's a deal that comes into play? Let's say the N, the an NFL player bets on an NBA player and then he says, "Okay, I'll do this if you do if you go and do that in the NFL." Uh-huh. Right? And the odds of this happening are Doesn't matter about the odds. It's okay, and how do we know it's not happening now? An inch. We're opening, is you see, we're we're opening a can of worms here. If you even give an inch, there's going to be some way that it creeps into the into the game. And we can't it's allow it. It's probably that. already happening. It could be. Because, but, look, I believe that these players gamble. Believe me. I mean, look, you bet on the Kentucky Derby, right? I mean, how many NFL players do we see there every year? And the NFL does nothing about it. The NFL picks and chooses. And to your point, I'm not saying it couldn't happen. I'm just saying it probably already does. So we just allow it well we do know that it happens because players get caught but once they get caught 
then they're disciplined for it for a year. You get uh-huh. you get a year without pay. I mean, that's crippling to Calvin Ridley's career. He was going to get traded somewhere, and he, he was going to have quite the career wherever he was. I mean, that's that's career altering for him. And uh-huh. other other players are going to look at that and they're going to say, okay, maybe I shouldn't do that. I mean, Pete Rose got hit the hardest. He's he's out of baseball for life, and maybe it was an overcorrection with the black uh, the Black Sox scandal. Um, earlier on in the league, uh, the MLB, the MLB does have an, a reputation of hitting team, hitting players hard with suspensions, but I mean, you just, you just can't give an inch. You, you really can't because I don't even want to take a chance at this potentially ruining the game. I mean, it's already happening in the league literally just picks and chooses who gets in trouble. Cause let me tell you something. If Tom Brady was betting on games, we would not hear about it. Yeah, because he that. actually followed the league policy when it comes to things like that. He wouldn't be dumb enough to get caught. All right, then who would be? Because let me tell you yeah, something. If it's a star, like a really big name, I'm sorry. They're not going to get in any kind of trouble. Or we okay, what about Aaron Rodgers? We all know Aaron Rodgers would, and I don't think they'd suspend him. We don't Jameson know William, Jameson Williams and Calvin Ridley just got suspended. Pete Rose is out of baseball. I know you're. Not, I know you did not just say those are big names. You don't want to play this game. It's those are not, pretty. They're big. not big names in comparison to Tom Brady. Not they're in comparison to those two, but those are still oh, pretty yeah, big notable James players. Williams, the man who only has one catch. I mean, I'll give you that for Calvin Ridley, but he's not even a top ten receiver right now. I'm talking not about right that now, elite but... tier. If those guys did it, they would not get in trouble. And I, I bet they you they would. already do. I think they would get in trouble. It's just that you don't hear anything because when they do gamble, it's in within. It's within the league policy. And honestly, I do think Calvin Ridley's a top 10 receiver, just for the record. When he's, when he's at his best. But he was injured the last time he played for half the year. And then, then he was hit problem. with a suspension. But before then, 100%. Is, he can't yeah, be no. top 10. Decision making is not there. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some oh, so of that. Geez. But that could, be, that, could be, that could come down to his, his betting. Uh, what should we call it? Uh, before we go, before we wrap this up, I remember Adam's intro, and I thought of one better. I was going to say one commander leads five lines into the cage known as the NFL suspension. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that came up. I like that. Way. You'll have to see it. Thank we'll you. let you be the main host from now on. No. <laughs> All right. I want to change gears here. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to kind of stay on the topic of these suspensions, except go veer more towards Jamison Williams now that he's come up. And what the Lions do without him, because they're they're going to be without him for about six games, but that's it. And so, do you go for one in the draft? Do you go free agency? Do you stick with what you have? That's all next. This is the Fumble Ruski podcast.
This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power Radiate and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, Justin Tucker. So, Jameson Williams is among several players who have been hit with a suspension due to the NFL uh, league's gambling po- uh, policy. For some reason, that can't come out correctly today. But, um, what's that? League's gambling policy. League's gambling. It's just a. It's just a mouthful. That's all. Yeah. But so the Lions now on their wide receiver on their wide receiver roster, they already lost DJ Chark because they only had him signed for one year. Mm-hmm. Um, they traded TJ Hawkinson, who was a tight end, granted, um, during the during this past season. So really their only legitimate pass catcher, who's a great one, by the way, very, very good one, is Amon Ross St. Brown. So what so Without Jamison Williams, it'll be six games, but this is a team that was kind of looking to contend we've been talking about all offseason long. So this is kind of a wrench thrown in the machine here. So what do you do here? Because you you don't you want to be able to get, get off to a good start in these first six games. So what do you do? There's free agency, there's a few pl- there's a few names you were talking about off camera. Um, there's the trade market, a couple guys who are um, who could be uh, dealt to the Lions. There's one in particular named DeAndre Hopkins. That would be a, a bigger fish to fry, but um, you could also go to the draft, which is less than a week away. And now, do you use one of the one of their first round picks on it, which they were planning to use on probably defense, or do you go with their one of their day two picks? To be honest, I think they were going to go with a wide receiver anyways. Even if you have Jamison Williams, they still don't have much depth at the wide receiver position. It's just Jamison Williams and Amon Ross St. Brown. It's just those two. So they I, they were probably going to do it already, but do they take one earlier now? Do they trade up to pick one? So I just wanted to I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Uh talk I'll throw it to you first. Oh man, they could go in so many directions, but I think they should go in the draft and either draft a wide receiver with similar qualities to Jameson Williams or draft a tight end. That's the way I'm feeling right now because I was thinking, you know what? Could you imagine the Lions drafting tight end Darnell Washington out of Georgia? I'm not going to lie. I kind of like that the more and more I think about that. I could, especially with Dan Campbell as the head coach, I could see him pulling the trigger on that, especially since they don't have like a proven tight end since they traded TJ Hawkinson. The way I see it, if they get Darnell Washington, they got a six-man on the line of scrimmage as a tight end for blocking and another possible pass catcher, and he's going to be a mother to bring down. So the way the way I'm looking at it, as a matter of fact, I'm talking myself into it. They should draft Darnell Washington with that with one of those picks. One of their first-round picks, right? Yeah. Because that's where he'll go. be there in the second. Oh, um, maybe. He's too big and too athletic to make it to the second. All right, like, so so Tuck has them drafting a, a tight end in the first yeah. round. CJ, what are they doing? I think they take a tight end, but I think Michael Mayer. No. Why not? Why not? Darnell Washington's athleticism and his, like, frame. And his only 45 catches in his, like, three years in Georgia. Sure, buddy. Because he's literally the third best tight end behind Kincaid and Mayer. Don't get it twisted. Georgia has the best tight end coming out in the draft next year, don't they? Anyway, so when I look at the Lions receiving room, Jamison Williams not there. 
Uh, Stanley Barry Hill, not anymore. You don't. But see, here's the thing: you have Amon Ra. But I didn't realize this. You also have Marvin Jones Jr., Khalif Raymond, and Josh Reynolds, which yeah. they're not great, but they're pretty serviceable death pieces, especially Reynolds and yep. Raymond, who's been coming into his own as of late. And I am adamant that this is not something that you trade DeAndre Hopkins for. Because that's like a permanent solution to a temporary problem. I mean, yeah. yeah. So I, I'm just saying, I don't think you go round one for a receiver. I don't know. Maybe in round three, you pick up someone like Jonathan Mingo or Xavier Hutchinson. I think that could work. But above all, I think that Josh Reynolds and Khalif Raymond are pretty good options. I mean, so first and foremost, take a look at Josh Reynolds, who last year is like wide receiver three, got 479 yards and three touchdowns. I won't lie. That's not that's not bad for literally yeah, a receiver. And then, uh, you know, then you have Khalif Raymond, who was like, wide receiver four to start the year, and he ended up with 616 yards. So th these guys aren't exactly scrubs. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um, it, so I, I completely forgot about those two. They do have those guys, and they're not bad. Um, they'll still want something more at the wide receiver position because that seems – so you have Amon Ross St. Brown, Marvin Jones Jr. We'll see how, he, how he'll be at his age. Josh Reynolds, that's that's not bad, but if you're looking to contend this year, you might want something more. And I'm just looking at the I, – I, and I agree. I think I, I offered up DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Hopkins as an option, but it's just an option. I agree. I agree. I don't think they should take go for DeAndre Hopkins as well because that's kind of a commitment. But there's some guys on this market who aren't bad. Like it's not it's not like the wide receiver market – Right now for free agency is great, but so the, the number one guy is Kenny Galladay who got released. He's still 29. And I know he's had a he had a nightmare of a stint over with the Giants, but let's not forget what he did in his first stint with Detroit. And then he would be coming back to a better situation there. It wouldn't be bad. I just hope there's no there's no bad blood between those two. Maybe there is because they did let the Lions did let him walk. Maybe it just was the it was just the price tag. I don't know. But if I were them and there's no bad blood there, I would roll the dice on Kenny Galladay. There's also Jarvis Landry. He's 30. You could get something out of him. Uh, other guys include Sammy Watkins, uh, Brashad Perriman. These aren't Demarcus Robinson. I mean, uh, those last couple names are kind of more on the level of Marvin Jones and uh, Josh Reynolds, but. There's some options there as well. And like I said, I think they're going to, they were probably going to take a wide receiver in this draft at some point, anyways. I just didn't think it was going to be this, this early. Now, a tight end in the first round, that wouldn't be the worst idea because that is a position where they don't have anything in there anymore. I wonder if Hawkinson just wanted out because I wouldn't have traded him. I mean, you're a team on the up and up, and Hawkinson's still relatively young. But you did, so now we're in this position. Yeah, with that late first-round pick, or it's still in the top half of the, kind of in the top half of the draft. But I would use I you could use that as a, as a for a tight end. That would be a good that would be a good spot 
um, to take uh, to take one of the guys who is who is there for the tight end position. The only problem you would have is that tight ends do take some time to develop, so it might it might be a year or so before these guys actually pan out and become what they what they could potentially be, because it just takes a while for tight ends for some reason. Um, all right, but. I, I do need to make a make a choice though because I'm because I've been kind of sitting on uh, the fence hover. here. I've been yeah, sitting on much. the fence. I have. Any I day have. now. I think free agency. I think I think Kenny Galladay, if he's around and he doesn't hate them, because they're they he was a he is a former lion, they should roll the dice on him. He'll probably be cheap. And he is a he has a I think he has a high ceiling. Relatively low floor, but I think if you go out and you grab Kenny Galladay, it couldn't hurt. It couldn't hurt. It'll help them. I think that'll help them. Worst case scenario, he still has the drop syndrome, and you just have Jared Goff just not throw to him. That's it. Go to go to go to Amon Ross St. Brown. They can't just he can't just be a decoy if he can't catch. He has to come out the game, and you're just wasting money at that point. Yeah, but. It wouldn't. He would come cheaper because now he has less value than when he left Detroit in the first place. Because when he left, he was actually a pretty good wide receiver. Yes. Now the that uh, that last season he was there, in the games he did play, he was pretty good. The just the problem was he was always getting hurt, so that was the issue, which is why Detroit didn't want to pay him anymore. Mm-hmm. But when he was healthy, boy, that guy could play. He could play. He could get the he not only was he able to get the yardage, but he had a nose for the end zone too. And if you get even let's say 70% of what he was, 60% even, then that's a solid wide receiver too to Amon Ross St. Brown until Jamison Williams comes back refreshed and ready to go. Then you have Jamison Williams, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Kenny Galladay. That's a contending team right there, especially in this NFC. I think that's the way I'm going to go. All right. Oh, yeah. That's my spot. All Run right. Washington for the win. We could do that, too. We'll do that, too. They'll have Michael Mayer. Excuse me. Sorry. Jared Goff will have all these different targets to throw to, and it will be as if Jameson Williams never left, but he did because he got in trouble with the gambling policy. All no right. Jameson Williams. That's the issue. What? No one's as fast as Jameson Williams. That's the issue. Yeah. Well, they'll only have him. They'll only be without him for six games. So, it'll be all right. We'll be okay. They'll 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 do fine. All right. So, we're gonna change topics here. We're mm-hmm. going on to our main coverage for today in the NFL draft. Talk about the most underrated draft prospects in this class. You won't want to miss this one. It's next. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. Sammy Watkins for the touchdown! 
You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power Radiate and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, Justin Tucker. So, it's a lot of different prospects in this draft. Very deep at several different positions. We're going to talk about who we think are the most underrated draft prospects. So, plenty of them on either side of the ball. CJ, I'll throw it to you, my draft guy. Who's your most underrated guy? Thank you, Adam. You brought that up very well. Some would consider me a draft guy. I know I would. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you what I believe. It's also your description, too. So Yes, that is correct. That It was a title that was given to me. That's neither here nor there. Given so, to you by yourself. Yes, that is correct. But, that, but that's neither here nor there, like I said. So here's the deal. I did some thinking. And in the first round, you know, you got guys, you know, receivers like Quentin Johnston, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Those are good. But you know who's not getting his love? Tennessee wide receiver Jalen Hyatt. This kid, oh, my God. Last college season has 1,267 receiving yards, literally averaging 18.9 yards per catch, and 15. Touchdowns. Cube minus was all in 12 starts. And his NFL comparison, I think, is correct. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, this kid is fast. He's agile. He's got a 4.4 40 yard dash and a 1.5 10 yard split and a vertical jump of 40 inches. This kid, he's got the speed. He's got the agility. He can t- he can fool guys uh, when he's like going deep. He can make his cuts very well. He can just go past the man coverage. His routes are actually, well, his route tree is limited, I will admit, but the routes that he does run, oh boy. And he's especially dangerous when they do those pitch and catch things, like those wide receiver screens. Kick it out to him on the side, watch him go. He's not the greatest blocker, but he's willing. He puts his heart into everything, and I honestly believe that he could end up sneaking into the first round. Oh, he's going to be a Raven. Oh, I wouldn't be upset if he was. I wouldn't be upset if he was, if he snuck into the first round. You should be, dude, if y'all draft him, you should be elated. That kid's going to be a beast. I I hope so. We drafted him. (laughs) I mean, when I look at him, when I saw that killer game from Alabama, I was like, there's no way he'll last into the second round. So if he does get picked by us, I'll be happy with it. But for me, but for me, my underrated draft pick, and again, I'm going out there. I'm looking through the I'm looking through the field and I decided let me go to quarterback because he already chose the wide receiver spot and I didn't want to just double dip there. So I went quarterback. And I'm not picking one of the first four quarterbacks that are going into the first round because let's face it, all of them are going first round because that's how needy people are for quarterbacks. I decided, hmm. Who's a project quarterback outside of Hendon Hooker and Anthony Richardson that I believe could be a starter in the NFL for a couple of games while a potential injury happens to a starter? And I thought to myself, who could fill those shoes? And I thought Dorian Thompson Robinson from UCLA, the quarterback from UCLA. The reason I say that is because I see the skill set of Kyler Murray, but I don't think he's there yet mentally or as far as like accuracy wise. So I think he would have to sit down a year. And that's the problem, that which is why I don't want him to go to Arizona. Because I know he would start immediately for uh, Kyler Murray. But in, if they want to see what they have, I think they'll draft him. 
just as a stead place for uh, Kyler Murray. Because I see the similar skill sets within those two, but overall I just want him to sit for one year because within the next year I think he'll be better than what he is currently. Okay. Now, Justin, let me just say I totally agree. Dorian Thompson-Robinson from UCLA, look, I'll admit below average size, but it doesn't matter. This kid's extremely athletic, mm-hmm. and his mm-hmm. arm's not that bad either. He can get through his progressions. His spiral's good, and one of his biggest strengths is how he respects defenses. He's not going to force anything. He's a solid decision maker, but if need be, he can kind of pepper in his passes over linebackers and below safeties. The only things that I say are, yeah, you you hit the nail right on the head, though. He's very raw, but I do believe you give him a year, somebody gets hurt, he could step in and win you a few games. That's what I believe. He's just so talented. I just need him to wait a year, and I think he'll be able to explode. Pause. (laughs) Wow. All right. So I had to think long and hard for this one. Pause. Because (laughs) to find underrated uh, draft prospects, it's hard. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of players in this draft. And when you hear underrated, that usually means there's a high probability that they won't be all that good. And you're going to hear all the buzz from the players who are going to be either sure things or have high upside. But I look at the running back position. Bijan Robinson has been getting all of this hype. Like, rightfully so, don't get me wrong. He has He got over 1,500 yards, and he is serviceable, pretty good as a pass catcher. But... No love for Jameer Gibbs, who is going to be my pick tonight. So this mm-hmm. guy, not only does he have an ability to rush the to rush with the ball, he can also catch it, which is extremely important for an, to be an all-around back. I think this guy, if he winds up being drafted into the right position where he's going to be a workhorse back, he'll be one of the better backs in the league. He, team. Uh, fantasy football owners will be lining up to draft this guy at least in the pa- in the next couple of years because he's going to be underrated. He's under he's underrated right now. He still has a little bit of hype, but not nearly as much as he should be getting. And Bijan Robinson, I'm not this is no shade towards Bijan Bijan. He's going to be a really good back. Maybe great. He's been looked at as the second coming of Saquon Barkley. And he could be I mean, well, it's not like Barkley's done much in the NFL um, whoa, 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 to be whoa, whoa, whoa. To let's not, let's really not stack up to that. Here. Let's move on. Let's not slander Saquon here. I'm not slandering Saquon. I'm just calling it how it is. He's in New York. Exactly. There's, I mean, right, he's on, fellas. lots of injuries, lots of injuries, and he's only had really two, three legitimate wide receiver uh, uh, running back one years it's just been a uh, little underwhelming but i'm not saying uh, no shade no shade at all no shade towards Bijan either that kid's gonna be a stud i'm just saying jameer gibbs don't sleep on this guy don't sleep on this kid especially coming out of alabama which is known to be a running back school this kid's gonna be good and he's projected to go in the second round like this guy should this guy should absolutely get some more love. So that's my guy, Jameer Gibbs. If he's in the second round and the Patriots are on the clock, 
I would like them to pick him. I wouldn't mind. Yeah, I wouldn't hate it, Adam, as a Pats fan. And real quick, I do want to point out that I love Jameer Gibbs. He is the prototypical do-it-all back. He's fast. He runs a 4-3-6-40, and he's got a 1.52 10-yard split. And he can just he can create separation. He can line him up in the slot. He can catch out of the backfield. Or he can run. He can make you miss in the open field. He's just he, – and even in the kick return game, he's got a lot of potential. No matter how you slice it, this guy is dangerous, and I honestly see shades of uh, someone like Alvin Kamara in his game. Exactly. And Kamara has had quite the career as a New Orleans Saint in the NFL. So just saying. And uh, honestly, I would make the argument that so far Alvin Kamara's have a, had a better career than Saquon Barkley in the NFL. Just saying. Yeah, you could argue that. I'm sorry. Say that one more time. Let me. Oh let me, boy. Let me, let me. I think Alvin Kamara so far has been a, had a better career in the NFL than Saquon Barkley has. Career. That's tough. I think. I think yes. I think yes. But in, the problem with Kamara is he's never rushed for a thousand yards. I don't think. I think he's been close, but I don't think he's ever surpassed it. Let me just make sure. And yet he still has more career rushing yards than Saquon. Because he's been in the, the league longer. Wait, Only really? by a year. Only yeah. by a year, but yeah. I believe so. Were they drafted the same time? No. I, no I they were. If it was, it was by a year. If it was, it was by a year. Because I'm pretty yeah, sure it was, it was 2017 when he was first drafted. But, I mean, just, just Alvin Kamara's all-around play. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's very that's very comparable to Jameer Gibbs on what he's capable of being, because yeah. he can he can run he can rush the ball and he can catch it, and he's not he hasn't been world beating at either side, but he's very good at both. So that is that screams Alvin Kamara to me, and he can get to the end zone as well, which is also Alvin Kamara. That's I think that's a good com- comparison. Good job, CJ. Yeah, and they are a year apart because I remember Kamara's crazy 2017 draft uh, selection with the Saints because it was just a crazy year for the Saints because they got Lattimore, Ramzik, and Kamara in that same draft and Mm -hmm. Marcus Williams. That was an insane thing they pulled off. That was an important draft for them too because the rest of That's what set them up to go to the NFC Championship game and almost make the Super Bowl. Those draft picks. That was supposed because they were they were lacking on defense for years and they were looking yeah. for those players and they got them. Mm-hmm. They got they them, so they did pretty well. Defense. And Marcus yeah, Williams decided to miss the tackle on the rest is history. And a pass interference call. Oh yeah, who could forget? Oh geez. Yeah. That Saints team is just cursed, man. And now they lost their their Hall of Fame quarterback. Oh yeah. well. All right. Well, that's basically all the material that we had pre-planned for today. But do we have anything else before we end the show tonight? Other nope. than go Celtics, no. And go Lakers. Go Celtics. Hey, 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 I hey. was just checking up on them uh, at halftime. Well, it's almost halftime. Oh shoot. Yeah, the uh, the Hawks are up seventy-two sixty-four. So you guys are gonna watch this episode, and you're gonna you're gonna say, oh. Like, because you're gonna see see this like in an hour, maybe few hours, and then oh, the Hawks won by a lot, or the Celtics blew doors. But all right, that's neither here nor there. All right, that'll do it for us tonight. 
Thank you for listening to us. We have new episodes out on Tuesdays and Fridays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week over and out.